Hey, Skipper DeGritchie. Hey, Drunken Disney. What is your favorite way to book your travel? Um, my favorite way is to contact adventurers out there travel. But what do they provide for you? Oh, you know, concierge level service, the best prices around, and they're really, really courteous and nice. Then is how there do you contact this? them? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's important. So I'm jumping on the action here. Ooh, jump <laughs> who, on in. Who could you possibly contact at Adventures Out There Travel that could help you? I mean, there's always Becca. That's B E K K A at Adventures Travel. How I always get that part fucked up. Yes. <laughs> See, just had me do it. Adventure is out there. But I wasn't invited. No, you are invited. You even jumped right in. Yeah, I'm invited. No. Yeah. That would be Becca, B-E-K-K-A, at adventureisouttheretravel.com. I don't know why I can never get that right. Because you just, you know, you just call without even having to type it in. You just shout out, Becca! Becca! And, she comes and helps you without that. Is that how you also declare bankruptcy? <laughs> I declare bankruptcy! But the best thing about that is you will never de- declare bankruptcy when you travel with adventurers out there travel. Oh, no. That's no, not at all. The official travel partner of the 3 O'Clock Parade Podcast. Kungaloosh, Viva Guy, and welcome to the 3 O'Clock Parade. It's Professor Daniel Miller, drunk at Disney, here in Orlando. It's She's she's dried out a little bit. She's still Her shoes may be soggy, though. It's Rhiannon. They're very soggy, because it's continued to rain here, and I somehow left my umbrella at the Akinyeti. Oh, I, yes. And I hear him. He's like, he doesn't even know what rain is, living in San Diego, California. It's Skipper Dick Ritchie. Hello, hello. Yeah, I heard that it's been raining there for like eight straight days or something crazy like that. Mm, well, for me down here, it's just, it's Florida summer now. So yeah. it's just going to happen every day. It's been, but it has been unusually, here in the Orlando theme park region, it has been unusually raining, meaning like most of the day all day usually it's like a florida like maybe like a one or two hours in the middle of the day kind of thing but um i really do feel for people who are on their week-long vacation right now because today has been the, the only non-rainy day in about 10 days see i actually kind of enjoyed it when i was there last weekend because uh, relatively speaking the parks were empty we fucking Walked on to flight of passage asterisk. I mean, forty minutes, but still. Well, it takes it forty-five amazing. to ride with a fast pass. So. I know exactly. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I'm like, it, it, so hence, yeah, we walked on. It was incredible. Wow, that I did not know that. That is pretty impressive. So I, I'll take a little bit of rain any day if it means lowered crowds and no lines. Yeah, I um, it sounds like though it may have been while. Well, <laughs> While it was pouring on uh, Saturday, it sounds like everybody and their mother instead just went to Disney Springs because uh, it seemed like that place was packed. Everybody I knew was at Disney Springs on Saturday, including Rhiannon. I was there, yeah, but it really also wasn't packed. Uh, Really? The only place it was packed um, 
not ironically, it makes perfect sense, uh, was the polite pig. Because it's, you know, the, the outdoor little section area that there's an overhang. So anybody who is out wandering around in the streets and then it starts raining, they just duff the nearest overhang and, oh, look, there's beer there. And so they just camped the fuck out. So you could not get a seat there. But anywhere else we went, like um, Edison, Frontera, mm. Homecoming, uh, where else did we go? Hangar Bar. Like, yeah, I mean, there are yeah. less than half full, I'd say. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, as you're, there are very few, especially in that area of Disney Springs, there aren't a lot of. Uh, like bars and restaurants in general, let alone a place that has like a outdoor overhang bar to just, yeah. oh, there it is. Let's just grab there. Right. So it's kind of off there on the side. Uh, did you eat there or did you just get beverages? No, we just got beverages. But, Not with a different pronunciation than you did. Oh, well, Skipper Richie, did you know, though, that Rhiannon has now been to another new bar at Walt Disney World, Wine Bar George is Woo! open. Yeah, how was that? Um, I mean, you know, it was pretty. It's a bar. And they I serve wine. It, mm. If you like wine, maybe you'd like it. I do like wine. Okay, cool. I was, I was actually <laughs> surprised there were... Bu- were glasses of wine under $10. There was like a few $9 glasses, which I was actually pleasantly surprised there were some, some uh, I don't know if affordable is the right word, but one's under $10. Yeah. I mean, I just don't have enough knowledge about wine or a palate for it to know whether or not I'm drinking something really expensive or not. So you could totally lie to me. You could be like, oh my God, this is like $25 glass of wine. And you could like pour me something, you know, out of the box. Um, so we actually opted for a couple of their cocktails and they weren't great. We did get a couple of food items and it was, you know, it was okay. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, another addition to Disney Springs. There just yeah. really are just so many places. When you were going around, Skip, on your last trip, you kind of spent a whole day at Disney Springs once. Um, which ones jumped out at you now? Like, as you have so many options now, which ones jump out at you as you're walking through? I mean, I really liked um, the Edison. So downstairs and then Enzo's hideaway I liked a lot. And I still love the boathouse. And mm-hmm. I really want to try uh, the wine place. Um, what was the the polite pig? I like that outside area. I, yeah, they're. Uh, we talked about this earlier. The grapefruit margaritas are really good. So, yeah, yeah. I went to Enzo's for the first time um, this past weekend as well, and we didn't actually order anything there. We just kind of ducked in to check it out, and yeah, it's pretty cute. Um. Am also I empty, correct? Oh, go ahead. What? That was it. What'd you say? I said also empty, by the way. Oh. Hmm. And this was Saturday. You guys were there, it seemed like, around like noon to five-ish kind of time. Am I correct? That is oddly specifically correct, yes. Yeah. I was getting live updates from, because like Ellen was over there, and uh, you were there. Designated Disney Dad was there. Yes, he was. I was very keenly aware of because I was watching his Disney children, so uh, I knew that he uh-huh. was there. 
Um, so I, I, because of that, was not able to partake in the Disney Springs party. Um, but you got to meet designated Disney dad. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, it's not, uh, it, 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 correct or not correct. You immediately were not sure who he was when he introduced himself though. Well, yeah, because he didn't really introduce himself. It was, so he obviously knew Ellen and, uh, Dismodul and Mrs. Dismodul. And so they're like, oh, hey, hey, what's up, you know? And then he looks over at Mark and he's like, oh, hi, it's nice to meet you, Rhiannon, Mark. And we're like, oh. uh-huh, and you are, and then he left. Yeah. So we had, to, <laughs> we had to ask Ellen, like, who, who was that? And so then she told us. That is pretty funny. Because, uh, yes, I mean, in case, if I, I probably have mentioned this, but I don't know, but... And it, What's funny is that when I used to interact, when I first started interacting with Designated Disney Dad, I had no idea who he was either. And I found out later that he's actually my brother-in-law, a.k.a. Mrs. D's brother, who I see on a very regular basis. Um, so he was not forthcoming in that part as well. No. <laughs> he's like the Batman. He really is. He's like, he's like a secret agent. <laughs> I'm Designated Disney Dad. <laughs> yes so that's pretty cool um uh ellen was literally at t did you know this skip she was at trader sam's literally like less than 12 hours ago yeah she was there with aaron aaron, oh, that's right. aaron of, of la I, I believe it because he did say that and he is from los angeles so he's yes. never wrong never ever wrong um that dude knows was, what he's talking about and there the dark and tropical stormy is an off-menu drink uh, yes. apparently but um, I like that it comes in a tall glass there because it's off menu. It looked uh, very tasty. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. So um, I'm very uh, – I, I was living vicariously through her uh, being able to travel to the West Coast Trader Sam's. Yeah, I was kind of sad that I didn't get to go, uh, especially considering I'm going to be there tomorrow. Oh, no way. Yep. Are you building that into – that brings me into like last week we talked a lot about – uh, the Avengers uh, Infinity War and now of course your other favorite uh, mega franchise Star Wars Woo! opens tomorrow uh, are you building that is this part of a Star Wars day yeah uh, Aaron and I had been talking about going to the fan event uh, at downtown Disney for uh, Solo a Star Wars story and um I don't know, at about 3 o'clock this morning, I decided we're going. So I booked the two tickets, and I'm going to go up and uh, have some beverages and get some, some lunch, and then meet him and go to the movie. What does the fan event uh, pertain? Uh, I mean, it's just, the, it's the first showing of the movie, you know, that's available to, like, the public. So it's, like, at 6 o'clock, as opposed to all the other ones that are at 7 or something like that. Um, but if you're a Star Wars fan, you know that they, uh, Han Solo has a set of dice that he hangs, uh, basically in the windshield to the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, everybody that go, that's going to the fan event at downtown Disney and at Disney Springs, by the way, will get a set of those die. Mm. Yeah. So pretty I excited. Like that. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. They're, uh, they did a Disney Parks blog one here, and I signed up, but I did not win, so I will not be attending uh, tomorrow night's. 
Did they send out emails with people who didn't didn't win? I they don't send out if you don't win, but I thought I had seen someone saying they received one. So oh. um, I'm Jump. thinking I did not. And it's tomorrow, and I have not received one yet. So it seems like we're uh, we're getting down to it. Yeah, but it is what it is. I think Rhiannon's like taunting me. Well, I'm sorry. I was I stopped paying attention. I heard Star Wars and. Well, you you were taunting me for not getting into the uh, event. Yeah, and then I muted you and started texting people. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's funny, uh, Rhiannon, that you brought up your umbrella. Because Disney really did, just a couple days ago, like two days ago, um, oh, started an oh, online yeah. website yeah. version of Lost and Found. And it's what? working so well. I should do that now. <laughs> Can I please walk you through how this works? I would love to hear the. I have the my own. Saga of my but I would love to hear the umbrella saga from this weekend. Okay, so we are at Yak and Yeti. I had the umbrella hanging in the back of my bar stool. Um, we had some food. We had some drinks. Then Mark has the brilliant idea of let's go see how long the wait is for flight of passage. So we're excited. So we dash out, leave the umbrella there. So we get over to Pandora, we get on the ride, we ride the ride, and like basically halfway through the queue is when I realized, oh shit, my umbrella. It's too late then to, well, I, mean, I couldn't have left the queue, that would be stupid. So anyways, um, by the time we get back to Yakiniti, it had maybe been about an hour, and it was perhaps five or ten minutes after the technical park closing time. So I think the park closed at 10.30, so like, you know, like 10.40 or something like that. And I couldn't find a single human being. I had a scream and scream and scream, like, hello! Until somebody finally came out. And I'm like, hi, lost my umbrella. And they're like, yeah, we've already sent everything to the front of the park. Go there. So I go to the front of the park to guest relations. And they're like, oh, no, we haven't gotten all the stuff yet. It's, like, still en route. But we have this new website that's launching tonight. So you can go on that tomorrow. And I'm like, oh. Oh, opening day always goes smoothly. Opening day always goes smoothly. And... Hi, have you seen your app for the past week and a half? Like, it looks <laughs> like I have no friends. Fast passes are getting lost. Like, I have so much faith in your abilities and technology right now. And, yeah. So, anyways, I uh, woke up the next morning. Sure enough, there's this new link to this new app. I mean, at least it looks like third-party software, so it's not theirs. Right. Um, so, what it does is it prompts you to pick a category of your lost item. Well, Apparently, they haven't conceived of where an umbrella might fall into. There is no umbrella category for umbrellas. <laughs> May I read the categories? I have them right here. Yeah, please. If you can find an umbrella. Be, so know, let's let's see if there's a... Let's skip. Pay attention and see if you can find a better category for her to have used. I'm uh, trying to submit one for my cap that I lost. <laughs> All right. Number well, one. Easy. There's like headgear. So yeah, right? Easy. Well, that sounds like accessories to me. Yeah. Blankets, pillows, and towels. Nope. No. Bottles, cups, and mugs. No, but I've lost several of those. I heard that if it's anything that like you use to your mouth, they get rid of it. I don't. So maybe that's not true. Interesting. Because um, someone said if you lost your turvis, they won't hold it. Hmm. I just had heard that, but maybe that's not true. Um, cases and containers. No, that would not be. Uh, mm, cell phone. Be. I don't think so. No. Clothing. Uh, drugs and medical equipment. Oh, definitely that one. Duty free. 
<laughs> duty. Like, how is that a category? I lost my bottle of Absolute, but don't worry, it was duty free, so therefore I'm allowed to bring it into the park. I don't know. Okay, electronics. No. Uh, entertainment. No. I think so. Eyewear. No. Mm-mm. Footwear. Oh, the shoe phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we find things, can we post that? Right. That would be even better, probably, because we'd probably be much better at returning it than Disney would. Mm-hmm. Um, headwear. No. Which, can I, I, I'd like to interject for a moment, that I got so desperate trying to find a category that I did actually open up that one, because it does, you know, cover your head. Um, right. It's not in there, but you know what it is? Um, our ski helmets. So if oh. you lose your ski helmet at the Magic Kingdom, that's the category for you. That's good to know. Yes. Very, very helpful. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, housewares. So if you lose your spatula or something. Mm-hmm. Um, IDs, driver's licenses, credit cards, and passports is a category. Very. That is an important category. Mm-hmm. Uh, jewelry. I don't think... Uh, Okay, here we go. Wait, keys, wallets, and other personal accessories. That sounds was not like in there. That would work. I feel like I looked in there, but I don't remember right now. All right, hang on. Luggage and travel equipment. I oh, I know. I looked in that one. That was the first one I checked. It was not in there. Right. That seems like an obvious first choice mm-hmm. to look at. But no, huh? Umbrella. Nope. Hmm. Who could have ever thought somebody would lose an umbrella? Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> definitely need, but then you forget about because it stopped raining. Let's see. Anything else? Uh, <laughs> membership cards and tickets, money and gift cards. I lost some of that. Yeah. Musical instruments, <laughs> photographs, documents, books, etc. So if you lose your copy of Drinking at Disney, you can mm-hmm. use that. Uh, religious articles. Was it a religious Ooh, yeah. umbrella? I mean, no, but. I now I'm sorry that it's gone and pray for its return. I mean, souvenirs, it seems like that's a pretty broad category. Yeah. Um, sports equipment. Ooh, did you look in sports equipment? Maybe. I don't remember. Probably over it by now. Under, under over sports it. equipment. It's a nice umbrella. Under sports equipment, do they have like a curling stone and, bro- and broom? Because that would be awesome. Oh, probably. <laughs> I left my well, curling stone. Well, now I'm wondering, like, what if my ski helmet was, like, a sporting event ski helmet, not just, like, leisure ski helmet? Hey, Which category would I choose? Yeah, why is ski helmet in headwear and not sports equipment? God, I don't know. Um, toiletries and hair products. I left my uh, soap. Yeah. And toys and pets. Oh, boy. Perfect. Yeah. So the moral of the story is I couldn't find umbrella. So there is an other option. And when you select the other option, up pops this warning message saying, are you sure you want to use other? Because the odds of us finding your item, if you select other, will significantly decrease. Well, yeah, cause so that's, quote, unless your item is highly unusual. Yeah. Which, yeah, an um, umbrella. I mean, it's so unusual, they don't even give you the option. Mm. <laughs> oh. So anyways, is... 
I doubt I'll see my umbrella again. Very sad. It was one of those really nice, like, bubble ones from Vera Bradley. With, like, the long handle that you could, like, swing around and, you know, an old-timey one. That is nice. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. I've I lost my uh, original uh, pith helmet. That's one of the main items I've ever lost. Um, but that was on a ride, so it wasn't, I mean, I mean, obviously it's still lost, but it's not like I just left it behind. I mean, it was literally on like, the floor of the ride. Um, and then I lost a, of course, several drinking cups, as you can probably imagine. Um, one of, most recently, the night, the day we went to do the interview on that, uh, the uh, Drunken Odyssey podcast, Rhiannon, believe it or not, I, my, my mind wasn't working properly. And mm. I left. Shocking. Believe it or not. Actually, that night, I think, is the same. No, I think it was the day after. But that's a weekend that I lost my Tables of Wonderland card and a gift card that still had $100 on it. Oof. Yeah. That stinks. Called out into lost and found. No match there, either. Yeah, I'm sure somebody would have turned it in. Mm. So I filled it out for my Disneyland cap. You remember the one that I left in your car? Yeah. <laughs> then you left it on dinosaur. I left it on, I left it on dinosaur. So I filled it out hoping that uh, you know, it's still around from 2 months ago. Probably not. Um well good luck, Skip. Yeah, right. We'll see. Yeah. Well, that brings me to another question, Rhiannon. Now that we thought about the day that we did the interview on you lost your tables in Wonderland, I lost my cup. We also went to the Edison. Um and then you guys, that, when would you say that was? Was that early January? No, it was uh, the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Okay. So, so early, early February. February. Early yep. February. So, and then see, so February, so March, April, May. Three months later, roughly, a little over three months later, um, you went to the Edison. Our crew went mm-hmm. to the Edison. I think, Skip, if I, am I correct that you sat at the bar and just kind of sat singularly at the bar? At the Edison? Or did you get a table? No, we got a table. Because everyone that I'm dealing with, and I'm not sure if you were with them at the time, Ellen, but they're saying that the service at the Edison was absolutely horrendous. Uh, I, my name's Rhiannon, and yes, it was. I did not I have that experience. Ellen. Oh, <laughs> that's who was telling me about it. So one of the yes, people was know. telling me about it. Because it was like, no, it was, I wasn't sure I if mean, y'all were at that point. We had left... Um, so I got most of it as a play-by-play from Kristen uh, via text. But, yeah, it wasn't great or there either. I think and the only reason we were able to get away quickly was because I just happened to have enough cash on me. So oh, we yeah. threw cash and ran. Yeah. Because I just remember when we went, we had a pretty terrible time getting service at the end of the night. And then three months later, it sounds like you guys had pretty much the exact same experience three months later. Yeah, and it wasn't the end of the night. It wasn't crowded. It was it was dead inside, really. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like that's disappointing because, like Skip was saying, Edison is beautiful. I mean, you go in there, yeah. and the place is great. Yeah. Um, it, it yeah, kind of the World Disney World Trader Sam's, where like the the venue is so great, and it feels like management is just hasn't gotten their act together yet to make it like a s- superb experience. I didn't have that experience either of the times that I went. Good. Yeah, I went in. They sat us right away. And, like, it was almost the opposite. Where we were like, yeah, we're not ready just yet. 
Uh, but the guy was like, you know, is we were even talking about like beers because you know me, I'm more of the like working man's beer, and I don't like them extra hoppy. So he brought out a bunch of different beers for me to just sample, and I wasn't even at the bar. Like he went and grabbed a whole bunch of different little flavor uh, really? tasters and brought them out. Yeah, it was great. Man, it was great. that is bizarre. Maybe it's just because I'm not an asshole. I'm not saying you guys are. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, no, you're not at all. That's not at all what you're saying. <laughs> That's not at all. It just so saying. happens that a certain review was written today, and it reflects a lot of what we're covering this conversation, including Drunko being an asshole. Oh, ah, I, What? I'm not. Yes, we're not. Oh, I thought you meant. Never mind. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would. I would say I was being an asshole. I was definitely just. I probably I mean, myself a lot. I am starting to take it personally, but... Taking what, me personally? Well, yeah, that too. Uh, but no, just the poor service at the Edison. Yes, yes. Um, so it's interesting, Skip, that you did not... I think it, you, you're taking full credit for your good service. No, I'm just saying that I had really good service, is all I'm saying. Okay. I thought you were trying to take full credit. Oh, no. Okay. No. Um... Skipper Richie, in the most Disneyland move I think I've ever seen, I am currently looking at what is called the AP Churro Challenge of Pixar, Pixar Fest. It is a, you go to, for $5, you get an AP Churro Challenge map. Yep. And you get a sticker upon the completion of your, uh, at each churro cart. Each churro's like, Three dollars, three or four dollars each. This is the greatest thing ever. You get to have all these churros. You get to go to uh, a Disneyland Town Square churro cart, Frontierland churro cart, New Orleans Square churro cart, and the Ants on a Log churro at a Bugs Land, which I'm sure will go away soon. Oh, eventually. And they have the the uh, the uh, sample annual pass sticker right over Mike Wazowski's head, which is very classic. That's pretty funny. Like they went right over him. Have you done this? I have not. Uh, you get a button. It's not even a pin, which kind of bums me out. Uh, I I don't know. You pay $5 so that you can spend another 20 or something like that. And normally, you know, I'm not like a stickler when it comes to money, but if it was something better than just that like lame button, I would probably be all about it. Yeah, the Epcot uh, ones are usually really good. They're prizes. Yeah, the button just... True that. It was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, at the uh, Epcot ones, we've had patches. We've had patches. We've had uh, uh, buttons, uh, uh, pins, and there's also been uh, uh, the eggs, and there's been magnets for all the art for uh, Figment. All very good stuff. Yep. All very good stuff. Yay so. us. Yeah, East Coast. We did it. We did it. Um, Let's see. Did we talk about this? I was curious if we had talked about this. Did we talk about Disney World starting to sell tickets that have preloaded fast passes onto them? We did. I wanted to know if we had talked about that because I didn't remember if we did. And I was so we will not talk about that again. Nothing new about it. I just didn't remember if we talked about it again ever. Um, you guys ready for a little ass sour boner tonight? Let's get some ass sour boner going. Ass sour boner. 
Um, I don't know exactly where we left off, um, but like, I really want to start with this one. Um, it's, it's from Rhiannon's Lover. Uh, and it was a suggestion, Skipper DeGritchie, and I, I know we have discussed this with the uh, the people, that they call it the, those who sing the songs. And it was, um, parody songs have been a little lacking lately. Similar to the Christmas albums, can we come up with a Songs of Summer edition for, say, July 4th? We thought that was a great idea. What There has been some response. Oh, yeah, for sure. We just need to get it all together and... You know, we've got a little. We've got about a month. I think that is a great idea, and I love the uh, the the picture that was made by Rhiannon's liver, of uh, basically the Hamilton logo, but with a pineapple and back scratcher. Back scratcher. Back scratcher, sir. Um, I like that. Yeah, uh, and if th- anybody I- wants to participate, uh, you can email us your songs. At the three o'clock parade at iCloud.com. And it's the number three, not T H R E E. Okay. Three o'clock parade at the three o'clock parade. The three o'clock parade. The three. Yep. At iCloud.com. At iCloud.com. I did notice the other day, Skipper Gritchie, I was, um, I usually, when I go to back to listen to episodes or songs, I go through SoundCloud. And did you notice that our page is actually. Three o'clock raid? No, is it? It's SoundCloud.com. It's really funny. Um, it's classic. It's totally perfect for us. Yeah, if you look, three o'clock um, parade. It's actually three o'clock raid. Uh, three o'clock parade. Like, look at the. Oh, the, the actual web page. I don't know why yeah. I did that. That's weird. Isn't that funny? If you look at the top, uh, soundcloud.com yeah. forward slash three o'clock arrayed. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I can see yeah. the uh, the URL. <laughs> There's nothing more three o'clock parade than having it spelled three o'clock arrayed. Arrayed. Because I'm fitting. yeah, like looking at the web page, I'm like everything here says three o'clock parade. I don't know why that. <laughs> Who knows pretty good um let's see let's see what else we got um this all right Rannon's liver uh oh hang on sorry going on that's not what we wanted to do uh, we were kind of mixing the ones we you cut you did get into and one of them you didn't oh Rhiannon, big big reaction to your tweet last mm-hmm. during the show where you said you resigned. Um, right? Big response. Everyone just assumed Skipper Dick Ricky skipped that we uh, had done something to completely make her very angry. I mean, besides talking about Marvel for <sighs> the first half of the they, show. They completely thought it would be our fault. What? I mean, it would be if I ever quit. Oh, it doesn't sound right. Let's see, can I get to this original one? I gotta find it. Um, uh, never mind. Stop, 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 stop. But uh, Robert Bigman wants to know if more uh, resignations are allowed. Well, who else is leaving? I don't know. 
Just reanimate, I guess. But she's, we said she's not allowed to at least march. Oh. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, does Robert have somebody in mind? Is it me? Yeah, what would be the replacement for any of us? That's what we need to know. My liver volunteered, but I feel like that would be not really me quitting if a part of me were still on the show. I feel like that would just, that wouldn't really accomplish the, the task. So, yeah. he was asking, should we ask if resignations are allowed? And the answer is, sorry, no. <sighs> Nick Waymania wanted to know if it was another 3 o'clock parade May rating stunt. <laughs> <laughs> Did it um, work, is the question. I don't know. <laughs> so let's, we'll, we're waiting for the Nielsen to yeah, officially gotta, come out. we got to figure that part out. The Nielsen ratings, you know, it's pretty uh-huh. big. So far, so far, it doesn't look like – it looks like it has worked. It's did pretty well. Um, did you see, Skipper Ritchie, um, that the next one is from West Kinetic? Um, it is a uh, quote tweet of Rhiannon who did post her uh, costume – of Jessica Rabbit. Yes. And um, he wants to know, this is definitely in the discussion, but what is the best Disney-themed costume you've ever seen? And um, bonus points if you later saw it come off. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm going to say, I know this is pandering to Skipper to Richie, but his, um, what's the guy from Up, the kid? You did a costume of the kid from Up once. Well, no, I did. I did Carl when he was a kid. That's what I went. Yeah, Carl when he yeah, was a kid. I did and young you, Carl. You also did um, uh, shoot, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, it was Ralph. You have done some really good uh, costumes. We like to get. We like to play dress up. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dress up, Rhiannon has posted several pictures of her in her uh, her overalls, and they are they're at, they're it's a good look for you, Rhiannon. Thank you, thank you. Good luck. Day was this? Hopefully, I can find it. He said that. The Any day. other uh, good costumes? Rhiannon had a really good one once of Tweedledee, Tweedledum. That's true. Yes, that was with my sister. Yeah. Yeah, who's the blonde person in the uh, in the Jessica Rabbit pictures? Or uh, the person wearing the blonde friend. wig? Yeah, I was gonna say, that's my friend Katie, who's a brunette, and that's a wig. Uh, yeah. Who is she anyway. supposed to be? <laughs> uh, that was actually a funny story because she didn't really know. Um, she, we thought, like, are you going as Carmen San Diego, but with the blonde wig and so her story was that she was a woman whose husband was having an affair and she was stalking them so that's <laughs> that was the that was the story yeah. yeah um i would like to read some of the responses to rhiannon's uh tweet which was officially dear three o'clock parade this is my resignation eat a dick sincerely <laughs> rhiannon I was just quoting what you guys said. The first reaction uh, was from uh, Red Sox Red Shoes, who said, I got to tell you, I appreciate your standards. You know, we could start our own podcast with production value and content. What a counterpoint that would be. Woo! <laughs> wow. Shots fired from yeah, Red no Sox kidding. Red Shoes. 
He also could. He also went on that he has stable internet and a socially acceptable taste in hats. Man, him. this is sounding pretty fucking tempting right about now. <laughs> um, yeah, but how poorly does he sing? Because I, we, uh, get, we have that wrapped up too. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam Zimmerman had a different reaction. His was, please tell me this is a joke. It was a joke, Sam. It was a joke. I like Sam. I like Sam's concern. Theme Park Beer um, comes in with, well, crap, this is going to make June very, very interesting. Rihanna replies, what's happening in June? He says, nothing, now that you've gone and quit. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knew what I was missing out on? Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Uh, Disney distilled. If interested, the distillery could always use another voice. Tried to poacher Skibber Gritchie. What? Our good you friends guys are going to start having to like make some better offers here. I think uh, we should get into a little bit of a negotiating game. I offer that next week we talk about Solo. <laughs> All right. Distilled Red Sox shoes. <laughs> Give me your best offers. <laughs> Super Weedy Hut Jr. jumps in with uh, the replacement float for Rhiannon, and it's the, the crappy... Uh, uh, gazebo float that they replaced the oh, Maleficent <laughs> dragon with. Uh, Mickey, of course, takes Rhiannon's side again and says, whose fault? Of course. Assume, Skip, it would be us. Yeah, right? Clearly. Junk. Keels81 jumps in with, who needs them? Let's start a Ladies Who Booze podcast and pass them in the ratings. All right, all right. I mean, third offer has landed on the table. Man, see, outer room Jim comes in and and with some a level head and says, "I hate it when mom and dad fight." Oh wait, sorry, I hate it when mom and dad and dad fight. That's gonna say. <laughs> oh, my two dads. <laughs> the WDW animatronics says. So which one of them tried to get you to calm down? And he quoted a thing where it says, like, the best thing to uh, calm mm-hmm. a drink or to calm down. Let's see. Mr. Monkey offers uh, to start your Branch Off podcast. Wow. You're so, getting a lot of love right now. You get a lot. There you go. Yeah, you yeah. did. You did. I, I was just doing it to piss off you guys, not to, like, get attention elsewhere. Jeez. April the Builder was not comfortable with it. Not comfortable at all. Sorry to hear that. Ian McGregor says he thinks not. Well, Safari he's Mike's not the boss of me. Yeah. Safari Mike says it's about time. <laughs> also true. <Very> true. <laughs> uh, Scott D blames Colin, three o'clock parade beat reporter. What? Another potential suspect. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know who this Michael Salerno is, but he clearly has terrible. Case, uh, taste in podcast because he says I don't know that podcast but if you're reacting like that they must have done something real bad I don't know that podcast at least he didn't say he knew that other podcast you know oh, I don't think I've ever blocked anyone on Twitter before but I'm about to block Michael Salerno <laughs> well, at least I wasn't poached by the 3 o'clock I mean <laughs> I made a boo boo you know the other one uh, the final one is actually Captain Mingo, and it's a good one. I have no idea who you are, but I'm sincerely enjoying this thread. 
Oh, I like that person. Yeah, that I was like pretty that. good. I like that. Take that would be Captain Mingo. So Captain Mingo's is gonna get a I like Mingo's. Yeah, a little heart for Captain Bingo. I wish I could down thumb Mr. Michael Salerno's comment. It's terrible. But I can't, so I guess we'll give it a little heart. The only option. The only option. Let's see. That was pretty funny. Rhiannon, so you're, uh, that was a good little, uh, uh, little, like, uh, stunt you pulled. It was just because you told me to. How come you didn't do any of the other fun things I tell you to do? Right? Um, because I have a brain. Damn it. I only have a brain. Yeah, if only. All right, Skipper Gritchie, I'm going to go to you on this one. And Rhiannon. Tambu Tracy went to uh, Africa, in Animal Kingdom, Africa, uh, in the rain. And after a rainy safari, Dawa drinks hit the spot. And, that, and, that, and a bunch of talk ensues. And uh, they're wondering what if you made it now a lost on a rainy safari drink as the name, what would you add to it? What would, what would the uh, lost on a rainy safari drink entail? Lost on a rainy, what's in, uh, drink. Yeah. More floaters because more oh. liquid. to warm you up. That's a good one. Yeah. Basically the regular one, but with a floater. Mm-hmm. Or multiple motors. He's being very whiny right now. I'm not really sure what he wants. He's been fed. He's had his shot. Shot of what? Hmm. Uh, today he wanted rum. Nice. Um, Scooby Ritchie, maybe you can uh, translate. Drew Lamas um, has a question for Rhiannon. Uh, despite hating things Marvel, hating all things Marvel, does Rhiannon have a favorite handsome Chris? Uh, you have a favorite handsome Chris? Uh, what's the one? No, actually, because I feel there's like there's three, right? There's the the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Oh right. Who right. I find him to be very Chris Pratt. There's Chris. Okay, yeah, he's very Pratt. plain looking. Chris... He doesn't really impress me. Then there's the one Hemsworth. Oh right. Okay. He... That's four, right? Chris there's Hemsworth. Chris Evans. And then there's Captain Chris America. Pa- Chris Pine's Captain America, right? No, Chris Evans is Captain America. Who's Chris Pine? And then there's Chris Pine, who oh, is... Oh, okay, Chris Pine's the one who I think is weird looking. So, no, I don't like Chris Pine. Chris Evans, I think, is too vanilla. And then, yeah, no. And then, so, none of them. And then, so, yeah, none of them. I mean, I could, like, find a famous Chris. Maybe just Google. Yeah. No. Hmm. <laughs> I'll have to get back to you in that one. Mm. It, I mean, do you like the more rugged look of a of a Thor, or do you go more like all American? Although even Captain America doesn't look all American. He's got the beard. He's a little. He's not quite the. Uh, classic oh wait, no, look. Chris Hemsworth. No, yeah, he'll do. Ooh, and okay. he's Australian. Okay. Huh. Who's he though? Thor. Who does he play? He's Thor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll take him. And uh, his brother is on Westworld. Yes, he is. He is. And his other brother is in Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a hell of a family. 
It really is. I'll take all three. Jeez. Handsome family. Mm. Um, Ew. Also, in my search for famous Chris's, Chris Brown. I'm gonna say pass on that one. Yeah, I could see. I could see that's not really a mm. uh, a popular one. Skipper Gritchie, do you have a favorite handsome Chris? Uh, man, I would say the scene in is it Winter Soldier? The scene where Captain America is holding a helicopter and a building and not letting the helicopter fly away and he flexes that giant muscle seems to want to be the one that all the girls dig. Mm. Uh, but I think Chris Pratt, because he's, you know, he's just he's just a few sandwiches away from being a chubby kid again. <laughs> I like, yeah, he's living the dream for the chubs, chubby yeah, kids, no you kidding. know, he's getting all the girls now. And when he was on the other show, uh, Parks and Rec, he was like, you know, one of us. Oh, I didn't know he was on that. Yeah. I, I never watched Parks and Rec. And oh. I don't do Marvel, so I don't Andy, have a lot of, uh, Andy Dwyer. Lot of visibility to this guy. Yeah. Scooby Gritchie, uh, that leads me, speaking of superheroes, did you know that Mrs. D last night went to Madame Tussauds Museum to see the Justice League, uh, opening they had a uh, uh, new statues so she uh uh got to do like posing with superman and wonder woman and batman oh. and some other people that i'm not sure who they are but so you can check out caitlin denine's posts for those pictures i believe i did see those well i saw that they were there but i didn't see any of the uh, justice league stuff they should they should be there somewhere um, but uh, they went to like a little VIP opening thing, so that's cool. Excuse moi. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did get a three, a set of three Justice League Madame Tussauds gla- uh, pint glasses. So I have a pint glass of Wonder Woman, pint glass of Batman, and pint glass of Superman. I would definitely put my lips to Wonder Woman. I figured I'll save that one for you, Skip. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Lil PB and J wants to know: Do you think Via Na- Via Napoli would deliver to Spice Road Table at around nine p.m.? <laughs> Ooh, tiny little pepperonis. Uh, I've never eaten at Spice Road Table. Anybody eaten at Spice Road Table? Uh, I have not. No, I've had beverages there. Yes, beverages. It's got a great walk-up bar, but like I've never. It's one of those ones that I always hear good things about, but it's always empty. I don't know. I should try it sometime. Agreed. Sure. Let's make it a thing. Let's do that. If we don't run into something better first. It's not a date. That's the problem with Epcot, is you have these great ideas, and you're like, oh, man, I still... Because there's so many things you already love. Right? And by the time you get to something like that, you're like, holy crap, I've eaten and drinking. I've eaten and drank everything in the place. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Disney Springs these days. Yeah. Right. And people are like, well, don't you want to try the new one? I'm like, well, it's not like you're at Disney Springs every day. So, you know, when you go back, and I, I, even I live here, and I don't go that often. Uh, and it's like you, I want to go to the places I know I really like. It's not like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not like I go there on a really regular basis um, to each individual restaurant, that is. So I want to I go to my favorites. 
Yeah. But I do want to, Mrs. D.A.D. really wants to try the wine bar George. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So. Very, oh, good. I cannot speak to the meat and cheese plate because we did not have that. But just having walked through Enzo's hideaway for the first time ever and seeing their cases of their meats and cheeses and seeing that you can like design your own charcuterie board that seems like the place to go if you want the meat and cheese but but that but i don't know we didn't get it so maybe it sucks i don't think it does but yeah i'm telling you enzo's hideaway got i don't remember real people really made fun of it a lot when it was getting ready to open for no reason, it seemed like. And now looking, when I go there, it looks so appealing. And everyone that I know that has gone there has really enjoyed it. Yeah, Enzo's is awesome. So here's what I found really confusing. Because, like I said, this past weekend was the first time I'd ever gone there. And it was also the first time that I walked into Maria and Enzo's. And so when they first started talking about those two places plus the Edison, I thought they were somehow all combined at least conceptually theme or something. And so I was a little confused that Edison seems to be having nothing to do with the other two. And yet Enzo's hideaway is the one that links physically like passageway to Edison. And yet then Maria and Enzo's, which links thematically to Enzo's hideaway isn't connected and doesn't have its own bar. It's just a giant restaurant. That's like themed to an airport terminal yet both that and enzo's hideaway are italian restaurants yet the hidden bar has a larger italian menu than the giant italian restaurant i don't understand any of it that really is bizarre it really help is help me help me somebody it's it's almost like but they're i mean i, I think like price wise and all that it's they're very similar it feels like enzo's hideaway is like should be like the upper end version of Maria and Enzo's, but that's not how it is. See, I felt like it should be just a bar with like maybe a small plates menu. And yet it has a full fucking menu. Yeah. Well, I think it's his hideaway. So like, it just, it, it reminds me a lot of um, when I was in college, a friend of mine in town owned an Italian restaurant. And at night, after all the bars closed, we used to go there and had full access to the kitchen and bar, and it was great. And that's kind of the feeling I get, that, like, yeah, they have the fancy restaurant upstairs, and then, you know, the little walk-up counter service, and then they have the dinner, or, like, the, the drinks on the side at the Edison, but kind of, like, you know, where Enzo takes his own friends and family away from everybody. That's his hideaway. So you, you've got that, like, bar, mm-hmm. but with more food and... It's yeah, great. I, yeah. It's. I'm not. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just oh, no, stating no, my confusion. Yeah. No. It is. It's a very odd setup. Um, yeah. It must have just come from just the physical location because it, what's funny is that is exactly that whole area. It really is. Uh, Maria and Enzo's is BET nightclub or Neon Armadillo, and mm-hmm. the Edison is. Uh, Adventures Club, so it must just have something to do with just the way the, the buildings are laid out. Yeah, and I'm looking at the menus right now, and price-wise, they seem identical. Yeah. 
So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. So, interesting. Yeah. Brunch-wise, there's a very affordable brunch at Maria and Enzo's. Yeah, that looks really good. Mm-hmm. I've heard great things about it from several people at this point. So, anyway. I'm sure it's no top of the world or a, a California well, girl. Well, you know what, though? Like, now that I now that I did that, I'm excited to go and do this other one. Like, I feel like I've done it. And I don't, it's not one of those places where I'm like, I have to go again. Right. Uh, the California Grill Brunch. But I really want to try oh, this I'm other one. Too. Um, very important question uh, right now from Diz Counselor Dan. Uh, if Harrison Ford's hand was wearing the Infinity Gauntlet, what power would you hope it possessed? Hashtag Infinity Boner. Woo! Um, vibration. <laughs> what else are my options? I mean, come on. Hey, I think you. I think you picked a winner. Yeah. Right, cool. Good job. Thanks. Let's see. Uh, Dino Institute intern Lauren, aka at Ink and Paint Department, uh, is uh, quote tweeting. I'm going to read the quote tweet first. It's thoughts of a cat, Rhiannon. Oh, it is. The humans are fond of saying it's five o'clock somewhere to justify doing an activity not normally done at a given time because it's that time elsewhere. I find this intriguing. I shall apply that mindset to singing the song of my people at times other than 3 a.m., like right now. Mm. And she says, is this what we hear? Is this why we hear your kitties talk as you record, Rhiannon? Did they learn that phrase from Rhiannon's lover? <sighs> I feel like that was an SAT question. Yes. No, well, I, I feel like when when are the cats supposed to be singing the song of their people? Because if the answer is three o'clock in the morning, they still do that. Um, if they're not supposed to be singing the song of their people at what time is it? Nine twenty-two p.m. Then, well, mm, what you heard earlier from Dizzy is not the song of his people. Let me tell you, the song <laughs> of his people is more like. That's at 3 a.m. So that's something I have to look forward to every night. Um, yeah, so he kind of sounds like Scuttle. Yeah. Wah, yeah, wah, wah. yeah. No, that's that's dizzy. Uh, Whereas, uh, you know, birds pretty quiet. So to each their own. Um, very good question. Now, also from Designated Disney Dad, who has now met everyone from the three o'clock parade. <laughs> Um, designated Disney dad, uh, assuming all these additional rooms stay at the same basic minimum capacity, will 30 day fast pass plus become obsolete resort guests will snag them all in the 60 day window, or will they manage fast pass plus to release limited quantities at 60 and a Reese more at 30 basically bring up that there are a more resorts and B they're giving it to more, uh, off property resorts, which I do notice they the numbers have got to just keep going up. Yeah, I think that's a really good question, and I obviously don't know the answer, but I do. I would love to see some statistics on the percentage of guests who actually use FastPass, because I know I've read somewhere, maybe it was even a tweet that you put out, that 
it seems like obvious to us because it is obvious to us because we use it all the time. But a lot of guests who are new don't know about it or they think they have to pay for it or they just, you know, don't like downloading an app or whatever. So I wonder what the percentage is on guests that use it and of those that do, who actually does it by setting an alarm because, okay, six days out, let's do it. Yeah. I, I still find it so odd that they're expanding the off-property resort. Yeah, that is odd. Unless that's just seriously just a way to get them to pay, keep paying for being good neighbor hotels. They must get like – I don't know if that's what the, the reasoning is. But it is surprising that they would add that many more people getting early access to FastPass Plus because um, – but right now it has been – it really has – Rhiannon was referred to it earlier – the system has been an absolute mess the last week, week and a half, two weeks, where you, it, you can't tell if stuff's available or not, and you can't get your whole party selected. Like something's going wrong, and oh, yeah. I know a lot of people have called and tried to talk, and they will not acknowledge the fact that something's wrong. Yep. So, um, I think this is an issue, though, legitimately. Um, I think it's also they're coupling it with these; they're adding more. Um, restrictions to uh, close some of the loopholes um, and hopefully that'll open availability because you know more availability is always better um, but it feels like that adding more rooms because I mean you've got the huge tower going in at Coronado huge tower going in at um, Caribbean Beach um, I think the 30-day window I don't think it'll become obsolete but the big rides are going to continue to be harder to get but I think that's why they want you to stay on property at that point. You know, it becomes one of those things like, hey, if you want to ride these big rides and have that guarantee, you should probably book with us. Yeah. Um, and it's not even just booking the room. Like, you have to book the package. You know, so they're, they're locking you into uh, multi-day tickets right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I put out a poll. I was uh, just curious. <laughs> I put up a poll this week. I asked how many people, if this, let's say you let's say you had a, a week vacation, would you give up control of your fast passes and your dining reservations if it was you know quote unquote guaranteed that you would get a fast pass to every major attraction at some point throughout your vacation? You don't pick when they are, but you'll get access to that. And uh, I think forty one percent of people actually said yes that they would do that, give up. Um, and I think that I, I think that's an offering they would like to market is is doing that. Like you said, Skip, with a if you if you buy the package, like you gotta if you want these things, you gotta pay, you gotta commit a whole week on property, and we'll give you everything. Well, but define everything. I mean, you're saying like, oh, the most popular attractions at some point in your stay, like, and you're gonna be there for seven days. I mean, are you really gonna be able to do? Flight of Passage and Galaxy's Edge rides and Toy yeah. Story rides and in this in this in this scenario, yeah, like you'd have you would you would get a one of all those. You'd all the Galaxy Edge, all the uh, Toy Story, all of them. Maybe not all on the same day. Like you have an um, early morning. Like you might get them at seven a.m. You have to go into Galaxy's guess, Edge. Yeah, I guess but. the point I was trying to make was that I could see them advertising something like that. But 
swapping out, you know, whatever for Soren and be like, what? Soren's a tier one. You yeah. said you wanted tier one rides. We gave you that. And you're like, motherfucker, no, I wanted Slinky Dog. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've been talking about this a lot is should people have the expectation that if you buy a ticket to Hollywood Studios, you can definitely ride like should that expectation be there that you can ride whatever ride you want that day? I think the expectations there, if you're willing to stand in a line and I think that, and there will be people as we've seen with flight of passage, who are willing to stand in a line for four hours. So congratulations. You rode the ride that you wanted to ride that day. Yeah. Cause I mean, at some point, unless they, if they're going to, unless they're going to completely adjust the, uh, operating hours which i think they are doing they're extending the operating hours i'm sure i have a feeling star wars land will be open at 4 a.m till about you know (laughs) almost 24 hours a day (laughs) but um you know if you do the math the amount of people who walk in the park every day does not equal the amount of people who can ride the millennium falcon ride the numbers just don't add up so is it (laughs) how are they going to deal with that if people are coming specifically for um, the Millennium Falcon ride, and not everyone can physically do it in a day. I guess that's when they go to 24 hours. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things that they're going to make you, you know, you have to keep coming back. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Skip, it's happening next, like, summer for you guys. Oh, yeah, next summer. Oh. Woo! Yeah, I saw that video this morning, and I was just like, oh, my God. It's so close. It just, when you look at Star Wars Land, there just appears to be, unlike, it's sort of not the opposite of Pandora, where there's one gift shop and one, two rides. Like, you looked in there, and there's multiple buildings, multiple places to, like, little, it looks like nooks and crannies that you're going to be able to walk in and explore. I don't know what they all are, obviously, but it looks like they did put a lot of places you can go. Yeah, right. Which is awesome. Like, yeah, it looks like it's. I mean, I don't know. I it does look like they just totally built a whole new world to go and play around in. And yeah. I can't wait. It is gonna be awesome. Very important question though, um, from Nathan Oldham, Skipper Dick Ritchie. Um, everybody says Apollo thirteen is a great movie, but oh, do I have to watch the twelve movies ahead of it to understand the pot the plot? All right. Uh, no. <laughs> you don't have to watch all all twelve Apollo movies. I would recommend Hidden Figures and the Right Stuff, though. Um, let's see. Uh, two questions left. One is from Potato Plus One, aka Shana Do Review. Did you know that forever I was saying Shana Do Review and I was wrong? It's Shana Do Review. Oh, I did not oh. know that. I didn't know that either. Yes. So for for many times I said that and it was absolutely incorrect. Shayna, do review. Um, with all the rain in Florida, what would be your preferred water vessel to travel in if everything flooded? Kayak, kayak. Oh, you are a big yeah. You are. Um, yeah, we're we're getting ours either this weekend or two weekends from now. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah, we've got, we've gone full boathouse. We have four paddle boards, and um, you know, basically the same concept. It's a nice, a nice, easy, affordable way to get on the water, and it's just great. Yeah. 
Um, but if, if we're talking about Walt Disney World, though, I definitely – is there a certain uh, attraction boat that you prefer? I really like the Navi River uh, boats. They're not quite okay. as long. They're only two, two rows long. That was not specific. So. <laughs> but I, I think I would go Navi River. Okay. Right. I'm going to go old school Viking ship. Ooh. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm torn between a Nautilus or Cassini Kate from the Jungle Cruise. Funny names? Funny names, you say? Yeah, one of those two. Cassini Kate. Who's on the. Why do you keep going back to the first boat? Who's on first boat? <laughs> so good. I'm Tell actually. You, kids I'm working on a new one. It's. Oh. I just don't know how it's gonna. It's. It's pretty in depth though. I don't know if it'll work. Well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> yep. Um, the final one from WDW owner. Lots of talk recently about alcohol in the Magic Kingdom. Did you see somebody today like a oh pretty? And uh, wrote an article like basically blaming millennials for uh, now being alcohol in the Magic Kingdom. Against Walt's wishes, she had. It's a way to go, Raymond. Hey, man. Uh, you're welcome. I'm saying, shouldn't we be thanking millennials then? Yeah. Um, here's what WDW owner has to say. I don't want to pay thousands of dollars a week for vacation to go to the bar formerly known as Walt Disney World. Nothing like dealing with big groups of drunk off-duty cast members roaming Epcot. Now they'll be drunk in every park. Hashtag ask Sour Boner. Um, oh, and follows up with, at least when I take a cruise, I know the main activity is drinking rum drinks. Um, WDW owner is a uh, proponent of the cruise line over going to Disney World. Now using this as a reason why that would be. I see this is a pretty popular thought, though, that uh, Magic Kingdom would not be a pleasant place given booze everywhere uh, I just again I mean, we've talked about this a bunch and I think that the amount of stumbling aggressive abusive drunks you see at Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios not many if at all I mean I personally have never seen and, and i'm excluding epcot because that's where you hear the majority of the horror stories but i myself have never once seen anything close to a horror story at epcot and these are parks that have always had full bars and it's okay kids still go there and have a delightful time so the fact that people are like oh my god it's the end of the fucking world like hey. here's my my biggest thought on it where the, the the one of the benefits for Epcot in this way, against if you're talking literally stopping drunks, is it almost always, except for very few weekends, has a 9 p.m. closing time. Um, so there is a limit to the amount of ridiculousness that can happen. You know, by nine o'clock usually, the majority of people are still kind of getting going. Um, 
The problem at Magic Kingdom in this same scenario is that it's open usually till 11, 12, 1. So I feel like if they ever did do it, they probably would need to do like a baseball seventh inning cutoff kind of thing where after fireworks, they shut it down or something. <laughs> and that's fair. I mean, yeah. Fine. I, I really think that is a natural cutoff for Epcot, which I think, honestly, I think Epcot has the perfect theme park hours. Um, closing at nine every night. I think it's like a great ending time. But um, at Magic Kingdom, I mean, you, so many nights it's open so late. Um, obviously, you wouldn't. So, uh, and as long as they keep it in the restaurants, we're not going to have that problem anyway. Yeah, I think that's where they're kind of freaking out. Yeah. I just, I think that if. Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios had rampant problems and families who went there with small children were avoiding those parks because they were just overrun by alcoholics, then I think we'd be in an entirely different situation right now, but that's not the case. And so why are you making this leap to assume that allowing alcohol, even if, oh my God, they had like, you know, offered Bud Light at a popcorn stand at the Magic Kingdom, why people assume that something would be abused there where it's not being abused elsewhere. I just don't understand yeah. that mental leap. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, you know, back when the argument of allowing gay marriage to be legal, it's like, well, then people are just going to start marrying dolphins. What? <laughs> we can marry dolphins uh, no. now? It's not. Sweet. That's not how this works. Man, I've been waiting for marry a dolphin. I know. Or like when they say like, I don't care if they marry, you know, black, white, purple. Like, you know, they start throwing in, like, things that are not even possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I, I think another one of the things that um, this is coming from is I still don't know why they added a quick service beer package. Like, why they did that. But um, I know at the water parks – they just recently added White Claw, and like August is like obviously very excited about that. Like we got White Claw into the water parks, and Epcot also. And the reason we talked to one of the managers at the bar, and they were saying that there is because of that quick service entitlement that people get, they are like there's a need for non-beer options. So there is pressure on the parks, and I'm sure Magic Kingdom is getting it too because of this, to offer something for people to use their quick service alcohol credits for. And I think it's putting pressure on the Magic Kingdom um, to do that. It's the, it's the package is really putting a lot of pressure. So I, from what I never thought we, there would be it at the, at the quick service, from what this manager at Typhoon Lagoon was telling me, I don't want to say pre she gets they're getting pressure, but I mean there's this well of course what are you going to offer now like it's it's just an, an expectation that they're going to offer um, like canned especially canned because you need at some of the locations they don't have draft or other ways to pour it so they're looking for ways to get canned beverages alcohol into the parks to easily fulfill quick service dining credits hmm. so uh, that. I think that's something that doesn't get sorry, I'm not really, sorry. Yeah, I still don't get why what the purpose of adding alcohol to the quick service plan was. I find that very bizarre. There must have been a higher profit. I don't know. Upcharge. I just, I guess upcharge is what they're getting it on, but 
Um, hey, if that's what gets alcohol in the at uh, Pecos Bills, so be it. <laughs> Let me get a. Yeah. Can I get the uh, Santa Fe nachos and um, a pitcher of Bud Light for Rihanna? Oh wait. Woo! I have a theory. Uh oh. Okay. So you know how there's all this speculation going around that Disney is purposefully trying to minimize crowds by making it more expensive and advertising to higher paying clientele because that'll keep their revenue relatively the same, if not more so, but also minimizing crowds and therefore elevating the experience for guests. Okay. So what if they know they're going to piss off a whole bunch of people by offering alcohol to Magic Kingdom, but they don't care because the higher paying clientele are expecting to have an expensive bottle of wine or champagne or a cocktail, and they don't care. And so basically, they're scaring off the Bible Belt conservatives while still keeping their profit margin and a new profit margin with alcohol sales. Well, that, maybe that's what it is. They're just inviting Satan to the park. Exactly. No more night of joy and then no. all the evilness of alcohol. Satan, Satan, Satan. You would just love it if that was the thinking <laughs> when you <were> <laughs> Yes. 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 I guess I would. Um, fantastic. That actually brings us to the end of hashtag Ask Sour Boner for tonight. Which actually relates to my final thought. Ooh. Oh. So, I found the mailbox key. Yes. Oh. I went to the mailbox, and we have another postcard. Yay. And on the front, it's a cute little baby, like, bobcat or lynx or something. And it says, your extensive arrest record gives you character. <laughs> on the back it says maybe your leg will grow back and alright Disney postcards are five bucks rather buy a drink what does Disney or why does why does Disney build new lands but very few rides uh, uh, oh Avatar Galaxy's Edge New Fantasyland frustrating Hashtag Ask Sarah Boner. And that is the number one question that people have. Like, and as usual, Jeff from New Jersey. We appreciate it, Jeff. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you. Um, I see that question a lot. People are very frustrated. This has been a nonstop thing. If Super Weenie Hut Jr. is famous now for really giving Toy Story yeah. Land a hard yeah. time. Like, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Just like absolutely railing on it. The fact that, for example, Bugs Land, how many rides did Bugs Land have, Skip? Oh, man. I mean, Bugs Land has one, two, three, four, four or five, but they're all like kiddie carnival rides. They're yeah. not. Right. It's not really comparable. Yeah. yeah. I have a hard time well, comparing that. Right. Other than the fact that why couldn't there be, and this is what the, 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 the thing is, why isn't Toy Story Land like, the, ro- the roller coaster and maybe three or four little spinner instead of just one spinner 
you know, that kind of thing. Like, why build these brand new huge lands and literally put just two rides when the capacity at Disney World really needs to be upped by like three or four rides per land? Uh, I think they're just adding like two or three rides per park, which if you think about over a two or three year period is 12, eight to 12 rides. Yeah. Um, here in Florida right now, there are currently eight rides under development currently. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I do get the frustration. I would also like more rides, obviously. Um, I don't get the gloom and doom, though, as much as other people do, but I do get the desire. I mean, everybody wants more. I mean, sure. When you go to Disneyland and there's literally like, I mean, how many rides does Disneyland have? There's like 900 rides in one park. And it's like, <laughs> it is awesome that you walk through Fantasyland and you there can literally ride seven rides in a five-foot area. Well, I mean, I think the difference, though, is that, you know, we're strapped for space. So... If you count the amount of rides total between Disneyland and California Adventure and then all four of the Walt Disney World parks, they're actually pretty close to the same amount of attractions. Um, But, you know, that's just because they don't have any place to put them, so they have to keep cramming them into this little tiny area. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, a lot of people, people who ride a lot of rides have a huge preference for the Disneyland experience um, for for that reason. You know, it's it's like you just, just nonstop rides, 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 and churros. Lots of churros, yeah. that's for sure. Rides and churros. That's the top two things you get at the Disneyland Resort. Um, do you have the uh, Skipper Dick Ritchie uh, uh, predictions, Rhiannon? It was so weird. Um, I got them, and then they flew out the window of my car. And I was going to pull over to get them, but they were in a puddle. And then this other car came by and ran it over and it stuck to that car's tire. And so I got back in my car and then I turned around to follow the car and tried to get them to pull over. Only they thought that I was like trying to, you know, do some kind of gang initiation. So they called the police on me. So then I got pulled over (laughs) and then the car got away and so now I have a ticket for harassment and some points on my license. And I, I yeah, I have, you know, I, I guess we just can't talk about Marvel right now. I feel like that was the longest yes I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Ew, God damn it. <laughs> that was... I like that. That was I enjoyed that. That was good. I liked it. The police obviously thought it was a gang and ritual. Yeah. Obviously they did. Obviously. When you see Rih- when I see Rihanna, the first thing I think of is gang relationship. Yeah. 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 I think it's the overalls. That, that makes sense. Back. That makes oh, yeah. sense. Yeah. All right. Prediction number one. At least one Avenger will die. That was Correct. True. Correct. Great. Cool. Number two. Captain Marvel surprise appearance. So it's a yes, no answer. Let's move on. But no, because she is the like zinger at the end of the movie. 
is the uh, Captain Marvel reference. So she doesn't show up, but they do reference her. So it's a half point. I'm going to say half a point. Half point. Scorekeeping on this, so. Yeah, we have one and a half points. <sighs> okay. Um, number three, new Captain America. Oh, no points on that one. Oh, no points. He is now one and a half out of three. That's so rough. Okay. Four. Skipper, in quotations, I'm not sure what that means. Like, allegedly Skipper. Poops himself with excitement. True. Point. Two and a half out of four. <laughs> Number five. Return of Agent Coulson. Did not happen. All right, so we're at 2.4 out of five. You're 50% basically, Skip. 50% right. Um, Sam Jackson cameo. Oh, that one is right also. Wow, you're just jumping up. Now you're at 3.54 out of 6, so you've gone over 50% now. Okay. And the last one. X-Men. Parentheses. Probably not. Did not happen even close. 3.4 out of 7, Skip. 3.5 out of 7. 3.5. I got 50% right. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Especially since your last one was a, was a total out of left field. Oh, yeah. Option. Like... Even even I said that that probably wasn't going to happen. But right. Um, thank you, Rhiannon, for uh, your my story. Your your you clearly were extremely excited to read those. Mm-hmm. I could feel it in your being. Mm-hmm. Um, one final a, a brand of very quick last out of nowhere. Ask seller boners came from. Um, Disney Wine Wives, a.k.a. Mrs. Drunk at Disney. Um, and the uh, picture uh, that is with it is a, a crying woman saying, why would you do this to me? Um, truth or fact? You have not taken your namesake wife to Wine Bar George yet five days after opening. Blasphemy. Wow. You're kind of terrible. Fact. Um, fact or fact. truth. Either one. I can't tell if it's truth or fact. It's a fact. You haven't fact. taken your yeah. name. You haven't taken that wife. It's truth. It's that true. wife. Yeah. Um, well, I want to go. We need to make it happen. We need to make it happen. But um, it's going to happen soon. Soon. Uh, that brings us to the end. Skipper Gritchie, do you have a final thought? Um, not really. Uh, I'm going to go see Solo tom- tomorrow, and I think tonight I'm going to watch Tomorrowland because it's the third anniversary of its release. Oh. I lost my hat. When I lost my hat, I also lost my Tomorrowland pin. Oh, man, you're never going to make it. Um, which is probably why when I rode It's a Small World at Disneyland, You didn't go anywhere. Happened. Yeah, it's really yeah. fun when they shoot you with that laser. That's all I can say about yes. that. Nothing <laughs> happened. Man, it's a shame. Uh, that's it folks Uh, thanks for listening we'll catch you next time the final float is coming down uh, Main Street USA and let's see what's the final float it's a giant Tomorrowland pin oh I love that Tomorrowland pin though yeah I really do do trash cans Tomorrowland Disneyland still have that logo uh that is a good question I will know tomorrow 
After they did... Oh, yeah! Have fun at uh, Disneyland, Skipper Gucci. Thank you, sir. Awesome. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time, gang. Bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you.